Hey everybody! Welcome oh, we're back. Going. <laughs> we are going. Welcome back to Distracted Quartet of Chaos. No warning. I am the quartet, and Andrew is the chaos. That's true. What are we? It doesn't mean it doesn't need to make here. sense. We're just yeah. You guys are here. Don't worry about it. Here. Well, hey, we have some really really exciting news because this is the last package film. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm oh my Yay. gosh! Finally. We're so happy. We're so excited. I'm so we are ready. Finishing up. So, without further ado, this is Distracted Quartet of Chaos. We are the Quartet of Chaos. So, let me introduce ourselves, I suppose. Um, if you've never listened to us before, what we're doing is listening through all of the Walt Disney Animation Studios feature films. Some people release say we're date. watching them. <laughs> you said what listening. Did I say? That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm excited, if you can't tell. Um, we're watching Sorry. them in release date order. I mean, we are listening oh. to it as we watch. I mean, it is a motion picture which has Hearing. sounds. Some would even call them talkies. I'm done. Continue. <laughs> Movers. Today. I don't Hearing. know why I'm so sassy. I'm sorry. Because he's in a good mood because this is the last one. You know what? It must be that. Also, it's if fine. this is your first I mean, time listening to us, we are called Distracted Quartet of Chaos because we are all incredibly ADHD. That too. That too. That too. Adam, your point is valid because hearing is a sense that is used in the watching process. So, it's fair. Um, so, that's what we're doing. We're on the 11th movie, which is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. This is our 11th episode, of course. Um, and we are going to be typecasted, because I do that on every episode. So, yes, you do, first Aaron. off, we're going to start off with Andrew, the oldest brother. He is our Mr. J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire. I'm okay I know, with this. I know I said on the very first episode that uh, anybody you typecast as, if I disagreed with, um, I was going to make it very known. Uh, and I, I realize I have not been doing that, but I have zero. I, I saw this movie and went, if Andrew is not that Toad, we have issues. <laughs> He's Mr. Toad. As I said in the last episode, Andrew's the H in ADHD, so. Yes, I am. Hyper impulsive, that's, I am that's also Andrew. known to hyperfixate on things that fascinate oh, me after my gosh. a while, so I'm very much Toad from Mr. Toad. I can't yes. argue at all. You're also a frog. <laughs> Hey, Little known fact, Andrew is amphibious. <laughs> <laughs> and a pirate. He's just... He's oh, wait, I was right. I was right. Traits. Hold on. I suppose I'll just go in age order since Andrew's the oldest. Second oldest is Adam. Hello. Oh, by the way, if this is your first time listening to us, we're four siblings. So, we're all related. <laughs> we're getting <laughs> off to a great start. We're really oh, just gosh. so into this. So, I actually have two characters... Bless you, Adam. Thank you. I was that trying to make that as quiet as possible. I have two characters for Adam because he would be two different characters depending on what age of Adam you're looking at. I am excited and ready to throw down so, immediately. If you're looking at childhood Adam, okay. he is without a doubt Cyril Proudbottom the horse. Because child Adam would go along with every single one I of Andrew's manias and whims. Andrew's he was 100% behind Andrew and everything he did. I, you that would is not very I did not so, expect that, but that is childhood so Childhood Adam would be Cyril Proudbottom. However, if you look at adult Adam, 
he has morph magmorphosized whatever metamorphosized what? there's a word <laughs> i don't know just <laughs> into get... angus mcbadger <laughs> is he the money one yeah, yeah. that's hilarious the old guy who's stressed about adulthood <laughs> who is always upset at mr toad based on him being like what how do we get the money for this I mean, when me and andrew were roommates <laughs> um, it was and that's why adam has two characters it, when Excuse it, when me it was, while I have an existential crisis. Oh my gosh, when me and Andrew were roommates, <laughs> a lot of times money would get tight because of everything else. And Andrew's sol- uh, solution, whenever I'm like, crap, what are we going to do? It'll work itself out. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, don't worry about it. Let's just go it'll play Mario fine. Party. It'll be fun. Well, and then Adam's sitting here now. like stressing. Adam's in a fetal position on the floor crying. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So I had a lot of fun <clears throat> typecasting Adam. Obviously. I was. However, for <laughs> the other two of us, I had a little bit more trouble. So I am the third oldest of us. I'm Aaron. I'm your hopefully humble host. I attempt to gracefully lead you through the movies. Can I guess I, who you typecasted yourself as? Go for I'm it. Start Ichabod. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody heard that. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Now, I was a little concerned everybody would say that I was just having main character syndrome. I'm not. I'm just very tall and scrawny (laughs) and awkward, as is Ichabod. And Ichabod is a very... um, What's the word? We all know Aaron's just trying to call himself a ladies' man. When you have... He's very superstitious. Yeah. And I'm not superstitious. I'm just anxious. But both of those, his superstition led him to fear, which is where I coincide with that. So I, I have and a lot of the same qualities as Ichabod. You married a woman who knows her way around food. You're correct. I did, <laughs> I did marry a woman who knows her way around Supposedly. food. Supposedly. <laughs> there you go. We'll get to that later. She watched the movie. This is the first time that we've actually explained in depth why each person is that character. We've done it a few times. Finally, we have the youngest of the four of us, the only girl, and that is Abby. And I had no idea who to cast her as because she's certainly not Katrina. Thank you. <laughs> oh, she's the, not she's cast me as her. the mole. She's absolutely the mole. Yes, the mole. So you, you cast me as him, right? As the mole, right? Aaron? I'm gonna recast you as the mole right now. What was it? You cast me as. She was the hyperactive short girl that dances with Brom <laughs> at the Halloween party. <laughs> The nameless short woman who just vibrates whilst dancing with Brom. That was the funniest thing. Oh, I could so be mole instead. I hold to she was mole. I'm she was absolutely the mole. I'm offended by that, but also, how could I not be mole? You can be mole. That's what the fine. Heck? I, well, I was trying to do two and two from the okay. shorts. I, so I, I was thinking of people from that. Sleepy Hollow, but I'll, I'll take the the overexcited woman. <laughs> I would have also I didn't want to be the accepted only being cast as the Headless Horseman, because I am a terror to the three of you. In a That's different true. way, but sure. <laughs> That's true. So, we are the Quartet of Chaos, and I suppose we can start discussing the final package film, the 11th movie, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Gosh, that feels so good to say the final package film. Right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I... Two months, hasn't it? It, it has been more. since uh, 
November, and it is February. <gasps> yeah. Well, anyways, this is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and we always start with some fun facts and snazzy stats. I'm glad we finally got so, a name on those. I know, it's wonderful, and alliteration makes me joyful. So. <laughs> I'm going to give you guys a rundown on the movie. So, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad was released theatrically on October 5th, of 1949 so after this movie we are out of the 40s so this is a big milestone for us out of the package films out of the 40s this movie is 68 minutes long so just over an hour i for the life of me could not figure out what the budget of this movie was i did lots of searching and couldn't figure it out but the box office brought in 1.6 million so i have a feeling i have a feeling the budget was hot was uh, that did not triple it yeah, I I would have to assume that it wasn't a knockdown drag out success, um, like other things. But anyways, enough with money, because who cares about money? Um, the producer for the movie is all I wrote down was guess who? <laughs> <laughs> Walt Disney. Walt Disney. Mr. Uh, but Orlando. we do have a. I read that there's Wait, a production. I was gonna make a joke about uh, Universal Studios, <laughs> and then I'm like Orlando. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you know the place where Disney World is. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's the one. There is a production supervisor for this movie, which is Ben Sharpstein, and he has done that role a couple times in previous package films. I believe it was Saludos Amigos and Three Caballeros. Um, we have three directors for this movie. Jack Kinney, Clyde Geronimi, and James Alger, who are all returning from multiple mm -hmm. movies of yeah. directing. Yeah, I recognize those names. Music is by Oliver Wallace, who he's done music in a couple movies before I recognize his name. And then I have that... The Sorry, I just lost everything I was going to say. <laughs> um, so... The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad is comprised of two shorts, one about Ichabod and one about Mr. Toad, in case that wasn't clear. So, the first story is about Mr. Toad. It has been titled, it has been titled The Madcap Adventures of Mr. Toad before, but it is most commonly referred to as The Wind and the Willows, and it is based off of the story The Wind and the Willows by Kenneth Graham. And then the story of Ichabod is based off of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow by Washington Irving. Um, so there's those. I made sure to write those down, because in our previous episode, one of the shorts was based on a poem, and I forgot to write down the poem name and author. But I didn't <laughs> this time. Um, and then we can jump into cast. So the biggest two cast names are the two narrators. Mm -hmm. I know them. So the narrator Sorry, for... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the narrator for The Wind in the Willows is Basil Rathbone. And Basil is Rathbone. most well known for playing Sherlock Holmes. Yes. For those of you who don't mm -hmm. know, he typically played suave villains or morally ambiguous characters, but he was most well known as Sherlock Holmes in 14 films that were made between 1939 and 1946. Which is why in The Great Mouse Detective... The detective mouse is named Basil after uh -huh. Basil Rathbone. After who Basil Rathbone. Oh, that's so yep. that's clever! Cool. I Which like that. Which is why, yeah, <coughs> like that's that why. And lot. well, I'll get to share this again because it'll be 
months before we get to this movie, but the original <laughs> title for The Great Mouse Detective was supposed to be The Basil of Baker Street. Which is a cool tie-in. so cool. <laughs> he's, he's getting his due respect. Yes, yeah, so he was, he was a big, big famous man. And then the narrator, I just lost the word, the narrator for the Ichabod segment for Sleepy Hollow is Bing Crosby. And if you don't know who Bing Crosby is, then there's something wrong with you because Bing Crosby is incredible. Um, Icon. I read on his Wikipedia page that he is known as the most famous singer of the 20th century. And I'm sure that that is highly debatable, but wow. Bing Crosby is wonderful. I mean, he was in everything. We most well know him from White Christmas, because we grew up watching that. And just like the like the Christmas songs that he sings, yeah. classic. He's just, he's awesome. And not to mention his many albums that he's done. <laughs> many, 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 many. I think his most famous song is probably White Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, his iteration is the one that sold the most. They had to re-record the original recording because the original recording was used so much to sell copies that it ended up being, like, basically destroyed from use. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they had that. to get all the same instrumentalists and stuff to come back and record it again. That's crazy. Yeah, so Bing Crosby. What a flex, Quite though, the honestly. guy. Uh, right? It's like it literally burned it out. Like big flex. <laughs> Um, and then we can get to the rest of the cast, most of which are in the Wind in the Willows segment. Um, so we have Mr. Toad, who was voiced by a man named Eric Bloor, who was a, uh, an English actor from the time. A lot of these voice actors I didn't recognize anything in. We didn't really grow up watching English films, so, <laughs> so I don't know a lot about any of these voice actors. Um, just putting that out there now. Uh, we have Cyril Proudbottom was voiced by J. Pat O'Malley, who we will hear his name a couple times more throughout the next decade or so of films in Disney. He, um, I think the character that I wrote down that he voiced is the one that I feel like y'all would most recognize. He voiced Tweedledee and Tweedledum in Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Um... But he was in a couple movies at that time. And then voicing the prosecutor, as well as one or two other minor voices, was John McLeish. And I knew I'd seen his name before. He was the original how-to narrator for the Goofy Shorts. Oh. And, let's see, voicing Mole was Colin Campbell. And he was in a good bit at the time. I'm pretty sure he was also another big-name English actor. The only movie title I saw that sounded familiar to me was a movie called The Wife of Monte Cristo. I don't... I've never seen it, but that title sounds familiar. Because it sounds like The Count of Monte Cristo, which is a very famous book and had a movie adaptation. So I thought I'd call that out. Um, Angus McBadger was voiced by Campbell Grant, who was a writer on Fantasia and was an animator for Pinocchio and Snow White. Interesting. Okay. Cool. And he voiced, I, I believe he voiced some narration for some small stuff. Like, he may have done a narration in, I think I read, like, he did a narration for somewhere in Dumbo, maybe. I don't know. But he did some small stuff for Disney. Um, Rat was voiced by Claude Allister, who, he was an English actor. He was in over 70 films between 1929 and 1955. Dang. So he was big name at the time. 
Um, the judge was voiced by Leslie Dennison, who he was a big name actor as well. There were multiple minor characters voiced by Edmund Stevens, and I did not see anything that he did. Like, there may have been one other thing he did outside of this. Hmm. Um, Mr. Winky was voiced by Alec Harford, and he was also a big-name English actor. Sorry I don't have a lot of info on these. I just don't know anything about English actors. Yeah, no, it's, this, this ain't our forte. And then we have a couple vocal effects in Sleepy Hollow, because all of Sleepy Hollow was narrated by Bing Crosby, mm -hmm. and it was told in song form, so not a lot of voice parts. But the Sleepy Hollow villagers were voiced and sung by the Rhythmares, which was kind of this rockabilly-style group from the time. Um, I didn't find too much about them, but they seemed pretty cool. And then... Daredevil, which was Brom Bones' horse, and Ichabod's vocal effects for, like, screams and stuff, I guess. They were all done by Pinto Kolvig, the original Goofy voice actor. Oh! And then Old Gunpowder, which was the horse that Ichabod rode. The donkey. At the final scene. <laughs> it was a horse, but he looked like a donkey. Oh. Uh, Gunpowder was voiced by Clarence Nash, which was Donald Duck's original voice actor. Fun. Huh. Cool. And that wraps up our stats. So I have a couple fun facts. Uh, the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad won a Golden Globe Award for Best Cinematography in Color. Okay. Which, I'm pretty sure that's the first award we've seen any of the package films get. So, <laughs> yay! <laughs> Wonder why. Very nice. And then lastly, I'm going to go ahead and talk about representation in the theme parks. Yay! So, for starters, in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World, Florida, you have Sleepy Hollow Refreshments Cafe in Liberty Square. I have been oh, there. Which is right. a little stand cafe that you can get some drinks and stuff. I've gotten something from there. It was good. And in other food news, in Disneyland Paris, there's a restaurant called Toad Hall Restaurant. Oh, cool. That is based on Wind in the Willows, which is... I would love to eat there. Mm-hmm. Um... You have the Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is a really well-known ride. It was one of the original rides in Disneyland and is still there. And it was in the Magic Kingdom and Disney World Florida as well. And I don't I didn't I couldn't find if it was in other parks around the world. I just knew about those two. But it was in Disney World and Magic Kingdom and where it used to be is now Winnie the Pooh. Fun and fact. there's a picture. That's okay, right. that's what I was about to bring up. Yeah, there's a picture inside the ride of Mr. Toad handing the deed to the plot to Owl. I think I told you and showed you that uh, last year when we were there. I think so. I think That's so. That's actually really cool. Because last time we were there, I was able to see it when we were yeah, on the Winnie the Pooh ride. Yeah, finding it so. and pointing it out. But it's, it's a really fun, really fun uh, so little Toad is Toad is still there in the Magic Kingdom. Um, and then two minor references is at the Oogie Boogie Bash Parade around Halloween... The Headless Horseman is a part of the parade. Oh, cool. And then in the Magic Kingdom for Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, there's a pre-parade ride that has the Headless Horseman as well. So that's some fun minor Halloween references to the Headless Horseman. Nice. And that wraps up fun facts and snazzy stats. Woo. Yay. Okay. So, my siblings. Yes. I suppose we shall talk about the movie now. So, childhood memories, we've actually kind of already talked about this, 
during Make Mine Music. As far as I'm aware, the only time any of us would have known about this movie was the Sleepy Hollow segment. And that was because it was on that same VHS that we talked about with Peter and the Wolf, the mini Disney Legends collection. And we saw commercials for that all the time. Um, There was also, in one of the Disney sing-along VHS. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. One of the ones hosted by uh, Ludwig von Drake. Mm -hmm. Um, The the merrily, 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 merrily on our way to nowhere. Was that in there? That was was on there. That's how I knew that. I was always trying to figure out what movie that was from. I'd I've always known that song, but I didn't know it was in there. Okay, we for the longest time while that was playing, I was like, I know this. The way that he's running, the way mm-hmm. that like they're singing this, I know this. I don't know how I know this, but now, it, now yeah. I do. There you go. It was Thank in one of the singles. I knew this song because I'd seen the movie a couple times before, but I didn't realize that that's why I remembered it so much more than just from the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. So we we knew of Sleepy Hollow from that, and I suppose we knew of that song. Yeah now but um past that i don't know of any memories we have ever had of ichabod and mr toad as children i watched this movie last year and my wife tried to watch it and got about how long maybe like 10 minutes in <laughs> and gave up because she said it was boring which is fine i mean everybody has different tastes um i loved it and i think i enjoyed it last year and because how rough the package films have been so far I overhyped myself because I still loved it but I was like I, when we started watching it I was expecting something that was just so tremendous mm-hmm. and I was like watching it and I remember all the scenes and I was like I guess I just remembered it being a little better than it was mm-hmm. but like I've definitely seen it and watched it so I knew I knew the story pretty well um, have any of y'all seen this movie no. before this no. viewing yeah I watched it once like a year ago or something like that. Like, not too terribly long ago, but I know I watched it, um, and I enjoyed it then, and I enjoyed it this time as well. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I also think I overhyped it, because, you know, we were constantly talking about, oh, it's the last one, it's going to be the best one, you know. It was it was okay. I was also kind of tired when I watched it, mm-hmm. but I just remember being like, I expected it to be a lot better than this. But it was still good. Don't get me wrong. What blanket? <sighs> um, it was fine. Like, I didn't. I I I think I also fell to the curse of overhype because I was one excited to be done with it. Two, from what I'd heard, this is one of the better ones. I'm like, yes, let's go, let's go, let's go. And the longer I watched it, the more I'm like, meh. It's it's fine. Like, I I don't have any big gripes. But I don't have a lot of compliments either. I think it was another one of those where it had a lot of potential and it didn't deliver. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It kind of, kind of the Saludos Amigos problem of like, I see where you're coming from. I think you have the option to be very good, and and then it's just like it's it's just fine. I have like a. Pro, like a kind of big problem with um, Sleepy Hollow, but other than that, nothing much. Yeah. Well, we kind of accidentally went ahead and jumped to a theme. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm, I mean, I'm, 
hey, two birds with one stone, I guess. But It's the last package film. Let's take some liberties here. We're celebrating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, really, uh, well, I actually really enjoyed this one. Um, I think the, the Sleepy good. Hollow part is is better than the uh, the Wind in the Willows, the Mr. Toad. Agreed. But, uh, I still I still enjoyed that one. Oh, so um, I actually disagree. I think I enjoyed the Mr. Toad more than the, the Sleepy Hollow. And I think a lot of that has to do with personal preferences. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is Most part definitely. of that. Um, but, like, I really enjoy Basil Rathbone's uh, narration. I like, I really enjoyed Mr. Toad. I... I Bing Crosby has an amazing voice. Um, I think he did a great job with with Sleepy Hollow, and I think overall it was really good. I didn't really have many problems with it. Yeah. Considering they took the uh, segment style of Fun and Fancy Free, this is, like, much, 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 much better than Fun and Fancy Free. Oh, Agreed. Most things are much, 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 much better than Funny Fancy <laughs> Oh, agreed. <laughs> <laughs> looks like you're filing your nails. You're just like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've got I've got a piece of plastic that I'm cutting because I'm very ADD. <laughs> Ignore me. Ignore me. <laughs> so I guess we can go ahead and start breaking down the movie. Um, so the movie starts. You jump into, uh, you or not into, through a stained glass window into this big library type study type room and Basil Rathbone is doing a voiceover narration and you scroll over the books on the shelves as he's talking about the many fabulous characters um excuse me and did I talk about that no, I talked about that during Fun and Fancy Free. This movie was originally supposed to be titled Two Fabulous Characters. Yeah, then, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, but I talked about that on the Fun and Fancy Free episode, all the shuffling around of what packages were supposed to, what shorts yeah. were packaged with what and all that. Um, so he mentions a lot of classic stories, Basil does, and he says Sherlock Holmes, King Arthur, some other lady, Robin, Robin Hood... And maybe one other, but every all the names he named, except for some lady that I was gonna look up and forgot was it, to. Was it Joan of are, Arc? No, okay. I, it was it was some name. No, I didn't it was British, but, like folk heroes or whatever. Okay. Joan of Arc is French. Yeah, I forget. And that. every character, all the the heroes that he named are all characters that Disney made movies on in the future, except for that one lady. Yeah, <laughs> fascinating. Also, I, I love that cool. he mentions Sherlock Holmes, considering he played Sherlock Holmes. I know, isn't that just so fun? They knew what they were doing. Shameless advertising. <laughs> they knew what they were doing. And he says that he thinks the most fabulous character of all is that of J. Thaddeus Toad. And he jumps into the life and times of Mr. Toad. And you end up on in this riverside community in England and you're introduced to Mole and Rat who are at Rat's house and then Rat gets a letter from a human that was <laughs> weird man. that was weird was, man it was very it's, jarring it's, it's weird that there's like humans and animals all like living in the I found it kind of funny how it's just it like, was funny and then I once it, you started weird. getting into the the scenes in the court it felt less weird the farther into the short you got fair, but, um, fair. they get a letter from 
McBadger, who says, come to Toad Hall immediately, and we find out Toad Hall is this large mansion owned by Mr. Toad, because he is a very, very rich Toad. And then we learn that, in spite of his richness, he has no idea how to handle money, and he's... Oh, stink. We <laughs> drop that thing every, every time we record. <laughs> um, in spite of his richness, he goes bankrupt almost many times, and so... Out of kindness, his dear friend Angus McBadger decides to take up the large task of being the bookkeeper for Toad Hall. And then we learn about Toad's manias, because we have lots of people who come to Toad Hall with bills and things saying, my fence was wrecked, my hedge was destroyed, my garden was trampled, whatever. And Badger is just in over his head and very stressed. And I honestly think this is probably the easiest... Disney loves crime for the amount of property damage property he does. Property damage. <laughs> it's like not the most exciting yeah. one, but it's it's ooh, it's. Uh, I honestly, I think this entire short is Disney loves crime. I will oh, agree yeah. with that. Actually, that was <laughs> oh, that yeah. was near the end. Near the end of a uh, Sleepy Hollow, I was looking through. And I'm like, what am I gonna call Disney loves crime in this one? Like, I guess. Attempted, attempted murder. murder from a monster. Okay, that's not that. Oh wait, Toad. Everything he, everything he does, <laughs> just Toad. The entire first half of the movie, <laughs> just Toad. Exactly. So, um, we then, after Rat and Mole get there and they talk to Badger about all this stuff. Oh, random fun fact: if you haven't listened to our Holidays of Chaos episode from Christmas that Adam and I did, you totally should. Um, it's pretty good. But after this episode, one fun random fact is that you see Rat and Mole in Mickey's Christmas Carol. They they're the are, ones collecting for charity. They're the one collecting I for charity. I want to say you also see Badger Scrooge. at some point. You do. You see Badger at um, exactly. Fezziwig's oh, because Fezziwig's is Mr. Toad. Right, right. Oh, that's, that's right. That's, he's Mr. Toad, and they put uh, yeah, the Badger You see in both of them at well. Fezziwig's when yeah. uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past takes him there. Don't you see the horse? Yes. Yes, and Cyril Proudbottom is being written by Donald at the end of the film. So, oh, that's right. He's like when they were making yeah. Mickey's Christmas Carol, they needed more Disney characters that were, um, what do you call it when an animal is like anthropomorphic? An anthropomorphic. anthropomorphic was the word I was looking for. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> uh, they needed more anthrop anthropomorphic Disney animals, so they pulled from Wind in the Willows and Robin Hood. I have another character that shows up in a different movie later. But continue. Oh. Okay. Um, so, that was that fun random fact, is that they're in Mickey's Christmas Carol. Um, after they talk to Badger, and Badger's in over his head, we cut to Toad and Cyril Proudbottom, and they are... Tearing their way across. Tearing the up the town. <laughs> so, his current mania... Mr. Toad gets in these manias where that's all he can think about, and it drives him crazy, and he'll do anything to get it. His current mania is a bright yellow gypsy cart being pulled by Cyril Proudbottom the horse, and they are just tropping along, trotting along the hills and the countryside singing this lovely ditty that I... I don't know what it's called, but... To Devonshire, to Worcestershire, to all that. To anywhere at all, we're merrily, 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 merrily to nowhere. Sorry. It's a great song. It's a great song. I really No, don't apologize for having fun, Adam. Okay, got it. We're having fun. And 
they end up having to skid to a stop in the middle of the road because Rat and Mole are standing there. And, of course, Rat is very stoic with his hand out. And he's like, stop. And Mole's like waving, being all precious. <laughs> I loved Mole, Mole every so time cool. he was in this. He's just he's trying so to be a friend. And they have the unfortunate task to talk to their friend Toad about the fact that he's insane and uh, needs to chill and not, you know, waste money. Yeah. Um, and they almost had him understanding and listening when all of a sudden here comes a popping and a, a tooting along a motor car. He smells the fumes. He hears the pops of the engine and... Boom. New mania. Motor mania. By the way, kids at home, don't do this. Do not just straight up smell the oh fumes of the car. Oh my gosh, yeah, no. That's not no. a good idea. I forgot that he did straight up just, like he's like smelling cooking or for something. That, it's like. Yeah, he did it for the car and the train. Like just straight yes, up, right. just face in the fumes. I'm like, you are going to kill yourself that is with carbon monoxide die. poisoning. That's how you die. Yeah. <laughs> Do and not so try Toad's, this at home. Toad starts off in Motor Mania, which coincidentally was also the name of a Goofy short. Oh yeah, oh, I knew yeah. it sounded familiar. <laughs> um, I can't believe I didn't put all these fun facts at the beginning. Gosh, Aaron, come on. Come on, Aaron. You're remembering them now. I know. I I do that. I forget to write things down, and then I remember them halfway through the recording. I'm very professional. Anyways, um. <laughs> I don't particularly remember exactly what happens, but I'm pretty sure he and Cyril end up taking off again. And then the next thing you know, you see a newspaper no, that he, says... Uh, he no, he goes into motor mania and is like bouncing a lateral round, acting like he's driving a car. You're Rat, right. And Rat, they, and Rat and drag him back to Toad Hall and, and lock, lock him in his room. room. And then you see him escape using a bed sheet out of the window. The most, like, that's the most cliche. Like, how did they not be like, hey, we got the bed sheets, right? Or either that or, like, blockade the window. Easy. It's it's the easiest way. Like, you have to know he's going to do that. I know. But then there'd be no story. And that's what you call a plot device. Sheets. <laughs> And then after you see him climbing out of the window, next thing you know, we see a newspaper that says, Toad imprisoned. Or something along those lines. <laughs> Basically, we learn Toad imprisoned, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the newspaper tells us that Toad stole the car. And so we cut to the courtroom, the judge. And honestly, this scene was awesome. Like, I just thought it was so well thought out. With Toad being so nonchalant and confident on the stand, and Mole trying to wave at him being cute, and Ratty and Badger being ir irritated and stoic. It's such, it was just all it's very such well a thing out. with me nowadays. Anytime anybody's like, I'm going to represent myself, I'm like, here we go. Because one, that's a horrible idea. From any point of the actual legal system, that's a horrible idea. You never want to do that. You don't know as much as you think you do. Two, yeah. it never looks good. And, the, and you never, and everybody that does it always acts more high and mighty. This is the one time that I'm like, yeah, you would. Because <laughs> I'm like, this is telling, I'm like, you it would. And it's like, straight up, he wasn't, his plan wasn't terrible. It's just, it turned out bad, but I'm like, you probably still shouldn't have, but, you know, okay. Yeah. So, 
first the prosecutor ends up uh, calling Rat and Mole to the witness stand. And it was very odd watching them climb up the stool and sit on the book because it was like, oh, yeah. You're tiny. They're like rodents in a human world. It was just very mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> perspective. But then I quickly got over it. And they talk about his mania. And then then that's when Toad comes in and starts defending himself. And they had Badger come up on the stand, too, I think. Before Toad yeah, they had, they had, but... I think they had all three of them. What bothered yeah, me the I most, remember... go ahead. I was just saying, with McBadger, when he was up there, the guy, the, the, the guy would ask him, the prosecutor would ask him the questions, and he would be like, well, aha, uh-huh, so, you're saying this, and what about this? He's like, well, so, aha, uh-huh, this is this, and, and all he ever says is, well, and then there's like, all right, go sit down, you're done, and he's like, I didn't actually say anything i think it was fair somewhat realistic the way uh he interrogate interrogated uh interrogated gosh uh rat and mole or not rat and mole yeah because he was asking like did did this did you not have to physically rock lock him in his room yeah yes we did but and then like no no that's not i'm not asking but i'm asking a yes or no question which is yeah. kind of how legal yeah. system works. What is not well, how I... legal system works is when the other lawyer keeps interrupting him and does not get objectioned. That bothers me <laughs> so much because I'm like, this is how the legal part system works. Part of this scene, part of this segment, it's a frog. Adam. Is is an accurate representation of the legal system in in most countries, or at least in America. But then other parts of it, I'm like, no, that's not how it works. If your witness only says the word well and you speak the rest of his defense, that's not how that like works. That, that I can even give a pass to. Like, I'm like, I, for some reason, that I'm okay with because I'm like, okay, clearly this guy's a bad guy. leading the witness. It's like, this is a bad guy. He's like, uh, it's, he's asking manipulative questions, whatever. It's fine. But whenever the other dude starts just like interrupting Toad, I'm like, this is his, this is, this, this isn't how this works. If we're going to be in court, you can't just do that. Otherwise, you would be cross-examining or whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. If Toad had been doing <laughs> it too, I don't think I would have cared. But because it was because it was just him, it bothered me. So that's when Mr. Toad starts defending himself. Um, and he calls to the board Cyril Proudbottom. And Cyril tells us in detail what really happened. And now I'll start telling about that, I suppose. Telling about that, talking. I am tongue-tied today, everybody. So, I believe in you. You got this. We all are. Um, <laughs> so Cyril tells us that Toad first went and found him when he broke out of his room. And they were going somewhere, walking through the countryside, when they saw this bright red car pull up to a bar. And a bunch of weasels slithered on out of that car and into the bar. He goes in and asks the bartender who owns the car, and he points to the weasels. And the weasels all point guns at Mr. Toad. Yet another crime, but whatever. Um, well, if they had shot From us, under the table. Right. Um, and so Toad then tries to strike up a deal, and 
trade the car. And he ends up trading the car for the, <laughs> for the deed. Dagger mansion. For the deed, <laughs> the deed to Toad Hall. Because what else are you going to do? And they ask... Poor McBadger. I know. They, and McBadger faints. And then he's asked if he has any witnesses to prove that transaction. And he says, well, of course. And he brings in Mr. Winky. He freaked me out. He was weird. Mr. Winky is Mr. the most underappreciated Disney villain. Yes, Adam, go ahead now. So, fun fact. The weasels that he uh, that, that are there are actually the henchmen in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. They work for the oh. uh, they work for the villain. Yes, I, yes that's not I where I was that. going. They they are the henchmen in the Prince and the Pauper. The weasels are as well. That, They're Pete's that guards I knew. in the Prince and the Pauper. They're also the, the grave the diggers. They're also the grave yes. diggers in uh in the yes. Mickey's Christmas in Carol. the Christmas Carol. They're just everywhere. Weasels are just they are bad all guys over the place. all over the place. Popular. They weasels. are everywhere. Popular weasels. <sighs> yes. Um, where was I? And, oh, Toad calls Mr. Mr. Winky to the stand. Yes, and Mr. Winky proceeds to tell the court that Toad stole the car. And Toad is immediately dragged to jail. And they attempt, Rat and Mole and Badger attempt to have a rehearing or a reappearance or whatever the term is. Time and time and time again, and it just never happens. And they try every kind of court possible, every time, every every possible opportunity. And it just keeps getting taken down. And then we get into our pouty princess moment, because it is Christmas Eve and Toad is sitting retrospectively in his jail crying, and that's... I really feel like that shouldn't be the pouty princess I moment. I also feel like it shouldn't be the pouty princess moment. However, we don't really have any pouty moments, and it's I the mean, only one I can I, stretch to make fit. Yeah, I, I think it works the best. But also... I mean, he about, does do the laying out on, the, like, the... The dude the, with Sleepy Hollow, who's also fighting for the chick. There's She's no... sitting on a bench being all angry whenever Ichabod's dancing with her. Can that be the I party? suppose Brombones could also be our pouty as princess. much as angry. Mm, that's fair. We're going to give the official position to Toad, but we could say honorable mention is Brombones. Yeah, you daggum pouty princess in your jail cell. Yeah. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mr. Toad was our pouty princess. Yes, 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 yes. So it is Christmas Eve. Mr. Toad is in his jail cell. And the jailer opens the door and says, It's Christmas Eve. We'll allow you a visitor. Oh, no. First, he's sitting there thinking retrospectively and has decided to give up his manias because he sees how much it affects himself and others. And... Then he gets a visitor, and it is his grandmother, and he says, Grandma, and in comes Cyril Proudbottom in drag. <laughs> and gives Ichabod a female cost, a dress and a wig, and tells him to put it on and escape, and thusly... Did I say Ichabod? You did, but we know you 
I didn't even Thusly, catch it. Mr. Mr. Toad. It was one of those things I realized retrospectively. I was like, oh. I think I said that. Uh, Mr. Toad is caught back up in the mania of escape. And he dresses in drag and manages to escape out of jail. And the ball and chain on his ankle is up in his dress. So he is in drag and hiding. And he <laughs> almost gets away. In drag and hiding. <laughs> until, <laughs> as all your Disney heroes are, hiding in drag. Um, he's almost in the clear until a policeman catches him. And as he, well... Catches him, says, oh, sorry, ma'am. And then as Toad starts to slink away, the chain falls out from under his dress. And then he starts running, slips down a stairwell, and the ball bounces down the stairs and bounces him, which is a fun little sight mm -hmm. gag. And Toad ends up running to a train and taking off on a train, and that's when he also breathes in fumes, as Andrew mentioned earlier. Again, don't try this So at home. this, I think, it's was his dangerous. biggest mistake. <laughs> all the luggage and stuff next to the train had he hid in there i don't think they would have found him i think he would have been able to wait till the train actually left and just slink away adam loves crime hey hey just because i'm good at it doesn't mean i love it <laughs> i mean i have He's never kidding. committed a crime in my life ignore the speaking ticket <laughs> on my desk <laughs> No, we don't know any. Um, I also noticed that, that he shovels this, coal. Right? <laughs> he he shovels coal into the into the engine with his bare mm -hmm. hands. Like he doesn't use a shovel. He just grabs it and throws it in. <laughs> yes, he does that. But I mean, when you're in a rush, I suppose that's what you I, do. I guess. And then he throws himself off the train down into the river after being and... shot at by the police. Oh yeah, they do shoot quite a lot. They shoot. Taunts they them. shoot like panchito shots, just like panchito. They really did. That's a good callback, Adam. I know that we're already past this part, but I did want to mention the fact that I just found it so funny when the narrator was talking about, you know, Mr. Toad. He saw the error of his ways. You know, he he saw the destruction that he made and like how what it cost him, what it resulted in him. And then he's like, "Hey, let's break you out." Okay. Literally, <laughs> the next sentence said to him, "He's like, got it." But he said, well, okay. short-lived. <laughs> okay. And Toad manages to climb out of the river and ends up at Rat and Mole's house as they're having Christmas Eve dinner together and are talking about how they feel bad for Toad, but they know that what had to be done was done and nothing else could be done. And then they open the door and they're like, oh, who are you, ma'am? And then it's Toad. It is and Toad, ma'am. And then it's Toad. <laughs> and then... <laughs> and then Badger comes over and sees him and almost kills him. Which, I mean, like, honestly... Justified. It's justified. Yeah. Uh, and then they are... I'm trying to remember what happened next. You're not writing it down? <laughs> No, so I they realize they realize that the weasels are currently at um, Toad Hall. That's right. And that they Mr. go Mission Winky, Impossible. And that Mr. Winky was their leader, their yes. the, the mob boss. They realize that they had been had, and they go to Toad Hall via the secret entrance in the moat and the revolving wall section, mm -hmm. and they see that Mr. Winky is taking a nap. 
conveniently right by the balcony. Hold on, before before all that, they're talking about like how everyone has to stay on plan, like no one can slip up because this is the only chance that they get something like that. Even though they have Toad with them, they should have been like Toad. Then, you're gonna go around down there, up the stairs, and like they gave them completely different things. Like, all right, cool. Now here's what we're doing. Here's what the actual. Here's the actual. Just just stay. Home. They should have said Toad, watch the boat. What they did with Toad. Yes, what they did with Tom Holland in uh, for Infinity War, they <laughs> stuff. They should have done with Toad. Yeah, because they're they're oh, they're rowing sure. the boat along, and they see a guard out on the bridge, yes, and Toad immediately and like, grabs the him. gun, and they're like, "I'll shoot him!" And they're like, "No, I got this!" <laughs> and then he fires a shot. I did not them, realize like, he was related to the Seven Dwarves. Right, right Straight to murder. Right. That's what I'm saying. And then we get to Mission Impossible, Revolving yes. Walls, and technically Mission Impossible did a Mr. Toad, because this came out before Mission Impossible, and they did the da, lowering someone da, with the rope. Da, 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 Mole style. Da, 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 da. Was that loud? Sorry. You're fine. <laughs> um, and they attempt to get the deed back. Lots of hilarity and shenanigans ensue. And Sue, who's Sue? I'm sorry, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> Everybody say bye to Abby. She's never coming back oh, to this podcast. That was good. Sorry, I'm me. sorry, I'll leave. I'm already, yeah, already accepting that. Um, sorry, y'all. I'm having a real hard time remembering. I'm just so he excited that, that after today so, we don't have to talk about package films anymore. They lowered like, Mole down, and he gets the deed, and they bring him or bringing him up, and uh. The the weasel the from out discovers the, the weasel comes from outside who tracked him down and finds the secret entrance That's throws right. a knife or shoots his gun or something and cuts the blanket and mole falls down on Mister Winky and hilarity ensues as there's all big chases they're trying to get the deed uh it gets paper folded airplanes. into a paper airplane and then Toad uh just makes a ton of paper airplanes and throws them all over the place and everybody's trying to grab them and find them cool. whichever one's the deed. At one point, he does a full Miley Cyrus. He goes, I want to sleep. Uh, Chandelier is Sia. That's not Miley Cyrus. Oh I was gosh, about to say, that is not Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I was thinking Wrecking Ball. Miley Cyrus does Wrecking Ball. I know what you were thinking. Oh, that's so good. I'm, that's hilarious. But he goes and he swoops up the people and. He does. He swings on the chandelier and, and grabs everybody. No, I, I want. I want our listeners to know Abby's pop culture incompetence. Look, I then poor Mole yeah, gets Abby, stuck it on was the Selena other Gomez. side. God, he gets stuck on the other side of the revolving <laughs> door. And they couldn't find Mole because they were on the opposite side of the revolving door. They just kept going around and, and around, and they were trying to figure it out. It, I will give the the, the movie props here for restraint. I thought they were going to do it three more times. You know, at just the right time, they finally were like, and bring him through. Yeah. Eventually, they all got through, and they were like, well, darn, that was our one chance. And then Toad goes, well, I did it, and pulls out the deed, and they have it. And then they were able to... What a great redemptive arc. Mm-hmm. They were able to somehow use the deed to prove that Mr. Winky was the real mastermind behind it, and that they lied and that Toad was being genuine. They, they used the deed because uh, Winky said that, like, no, Toad tried to sell me a stolen car. And since they had 
That's what Since it was. They had the deed. It's it was, clearly they tried to. Uh, Toad was he, 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 was, he was being he was being fair. He was trying to trade fairly and not who framed Mister Toad. <laughs> this is a good one. And then we end up at New Year's Eve, and you hear Old Lang Syne being played, and they're at Toad Hall, and Toad is telling them that he's sorry and that he's not going to let himself. No, he's not there. He was all like reformed. He was. They were talking about how they're glad it's all over, and then they hear a crash, and they look outside, and Toad is on airplane. one of the right flyers' planes. <laughs> And he got caught up in yet another with, mania. of course, Cyril Proudbottom up there with him. His loyal sidekick, who else? And that, my friends, my siblings, my co-hosts, wraps up The Wind in the Willows. Woohoo! So, I want to hear y'all's quick opinions on The Wind in the Willows before we jump into the next segment. I like this one. It was... I thought it was... I, I thought it was fun, and I liked the whole... Where it's just... There's lots of different parts, because there was, like, the beginning when he's dealing with all this stuff. There's the, the middle, where it's the court and all of that. And then there's the end, where it's, like, the breakout and the... the yeah, almost the heist. Know, Mission Impossible. And that's my I biggest problem with the short. It is so unfocused. It, it, it is all over the place. And, 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 like you said, it almost feels like three separate uh, little shorts. Well, it's... it's... But like, it, it's it got works. a three-act storytelling structure. I yeah, and I yes, but all the acts feel almost disconnected. But I, they I, are all connected because it's all about Toad and his uncontrollable. Story-wise, I understand they all feel like tonally like different like different things. I I get that though. See what you're saying, but I disagree. How so? I, I it it didn't feel too terribly different to me like the first like it, it felt like it all blended in and like led into each other very well like toad mm-hmm. breaks out of his room after going into a mania and then winds up in jail and then of course that would lead to a court case and so then there's the court case and then he gets framed so he's thrown in jail again he breaks out of jail and then he uh they go and get the the deed back and everything it it all works for me. I, I didn't have a problem. I with understand it. the order of operations. Like I understand how everything led to it. It's just like the courtroom drama after wacky zany fun felt very jarring to me, and then to go to jailbreak and Mission Impossible felt also like I was like something completely different. I I, I didn't. No, it, like it makes sense. They are. They are tonally different, but in my opinion, the story keeps it together enough where the tonal differences and the segments See, don't bother thing. me, and it doesn't feel out I of place. I don't think it felt tonally different. Uh, it, it all felt wacky, <laughs> zany, with little different bits of like background plot to it. It, it. it all felt the same. It all felt like Mr. Toad to me. None of it Strong felt disagree. Totally we different. understand... We understand your opinion, Adam, but you're wrong. I, I, don't, <laughs> I, I didn't say it. <laughs> also, Aaron was just agreeing with me, so shut up. <laughs> Technically, I was being middle ground. Like, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to start like a fight. I'm just it, It's just interesting to me that you felt totally fight, different. Fight, fight, and fight, it didn't fight, fight. At all to me. Yeah, it no, all, it, 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 yeah but that, it dragged it down for me. That's fair. I understand that. I thought it was... I, I, I didn't bother me as much. I enjoyed 
The Wind in the Willows so much more this time than I did the last time I watched it last year. I think same. I remembered last time liking Ichabod a lot more than Mr. Toad, and this time I think it was opposite. I like Mr. Toad better than Ichabod. Which I still love the Sleepy Hollow segment we're about to talk I, about, but I just I think I was more invested in the wind and the Willows I won't this go time. that far to say that I liked it more than the Legend of Sleepy Hollow. I've always liked that story of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, um, but this I one definitely, definitely liked, more fun. I I definitely liked Wind in the Willows more this time than the first time I watched it. Because the first time I watched it, I was mainly watching it for the Legend of Sleepy Hollow for the Ichabod part because I was like, oh, I want to see that and didn't really care, but this time I had a lot, a lot of fun with uh, Wind in the Willows. I've always liked the, um, like, the Sleepy Hollow legend and all that kind of stuff with the um, Headless Horseman, and I like how they did those sections this time. I just still, I think I overall liked um, Wind in the Willows better, because I feel like it didn't... I feel like there was more going on at the same yeah. time. Or, like, there was more going on consistently than there was in Sleepy Hollow. Oliver Twist. Hmm. What? The, the other English hero story oh. that Basil Rathbone mentions that was made into a Disney movie years later was Oliver yeah. Twist. Oh, Oliver and Company, yeah. It just came I thought you were saying so that sorry. was the female one that you couldn't remember, and I'll be like, um, I hate to tell you. <laughs> no, 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 no. The female one was some random chick I'd never heard of. No, Oliver Twist was just another, was the other one. I thought Olivia Twist. I, I knew four of them. I knew four of them out of the five he mentioned. It was King Arthur, Sherlock Holmes, Oliver Twist, and Robin Hood. Yeah, I, I thought Sorry, you were just random randomly team. saying Oliver Twist, like it had some kind of relevance to what Addie and I were talking about. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I was so jarred from that. <laughs> I know. You mean you didn't totally understand where my brain was no, going? No, that was, that, that, was, that was the jailbreak. Good job. The wonders of having ADHD. Okay, cool. <laughs> exactly. Oh, look, a squirrel. Um, hey, look, a frog. So I guess we'll go ahead and jump into Sleepy Hollow. So we cut back to the live-action segue back into the study library place, and you peer through. It's kind of like a window, but it's just a hole in a bookshelf to another bookshelf room. To the American bookshelf. Uh-huh. And Bing Crosby starts narrating and talks about one of the most fabulous characters in... Yes, Abby, you're correct. Bing Crosby is a beautiful human being. <laughs> His eyes are just strikingly blue. Like, really every time are. I see him in White Christmas, I'm like, how is someone's eyes that, that color naturally? It just doesn't seem scientifically correct. But, um, but whatever. It's mostly just jealousy that I'm <laughs> But... Uh, ben Crosby starts talking about one of the most fabulous characters in American literature, and that brings us to Ichabod Crane. He mentions from some other Legend characters like Hall. Basil did beforehand, because I remember he mentions like yeah, Davy Crockett, David Davy Bowie, Crockett, uh, Johnny and... Appleseed. Uh, there may have been a couple. Yeah. Of I like that he mentioned Johnny Appleseed. I know. I was like, like yeah. yeah. Wait, he also mentioned um. Cowboy. Oh, Pecos, Pecos Bill. Bill. Yeah. He mentioned Pecos Bill too. And I remember. Yeah. And I was like, hey. which was a fun callback to Melody Time. So. Um, both Pecos Bill and Johnny. I didn't Appleseed. hear any Little Toot though, but it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Little Toot, the greatest American. He's the hero. real. Uh, he's the real to Little Toot. Let's be real. 
Him and Pedro the Plain. Little Toot. Pedro. No, Pedro the Plain was, was eight. Yeah, I was about to say he was Argentina. not American. South American Abby. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Although that would still be cons- that would still be considered American literature. But it's not. It's not American. United States of American. Um, yeah, I know. it's not America. America. Um, I honestly forgot which short Pedro the Plain was in. <laughs> I just remember him. Saludos amigos. Duh. Um. Anyways. <laughs> We jump into the story, and we go to this tiny little backwater community called Sleepy Hollow, which is just north of Terrytown in New York. Um, Where have I... Oh, never mind, never mind. I was like, I've heard Terrytown somewhere before. Maybe it was uh, in some Disney thing. It's a legend of Zelda town in Because I was literally just working on that quest, and I'm like, Terrytown... Where have I? Oh, <laughs> I was. I am helping build Terry down. Speaking of towns, tales from Hyrule. Tales from Hyrule. Yep. Uh, Which I yeah. guess now is a good time as ever to bring up uh, to Tall Tales from Traverse Town. Uh, none. Next. I, I was. I was about to ask. Was there any? But like, well, there you go. If yeah, you nothing, dig nothing through the Heartless, there may be an homage to a headless horseman somewhere. Uh-huh. I don't think there is, and if so, it's not to this one specifically. Right. So it's just okay. to the general. Sleepy Hollow would be the m- most awesome Disney. It world would to be kind of dope. It'd, it'd be, be pretty be cool. It'd be, it'd be like like a uh, Halloween town. It'd be like really yeah. cool aesthetically. It would be so cool. I would love so, that. So, so they had to choose between that and Halloween Town. I get why they chose. Halloween oh, oh absolutely, 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 because. Well, and also, just you think about how well-known Nightmare Before Christmas is, and you talk about Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and most people are like, what? So, yeah, it's fair. Uh, So this takes place in the 1700s, back in Pilgrim-type days, and we open to the description of a man named Ichabod Crane via the song Ichabod. And this is the song that was in the trailer that we all know. Or the four of us (laughs) knew. We grew up hearing that all the time, and then it would say... He bit off more than he could chew. Showed him eating a pie, and then it showed him breathing out fire, which those two scenes were not correlated in any way whatsoever. But I didn't know that until recently. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Nostalgia. And we learned that Ichabod is the new schoolmaster. What's his name? I hate you! (laughs) I was holding it in. I was was restraining myself (laughs) from doing it, and Abby went ahead and did it anyway. Your restraint meant nothing, apparently. (laughs) <laughs> Ichabod is the new schoolmaster in this sleepy little town of Sleepy Hollow, and you see the gang of guys known as the Sleepy Hollow Boys. I like to and imagine it's spelled B-O-I-S. Please! <laughs> I was thinking B-O-Y-Z. <laughs> that also works! That is also valid! Better yet, oh my B-O-I-Z. Uh, Abby, Abby with the revolution! <laughs> They're a 90s boy band now. They're a 90s boy band! <laughs> Sleepy Hollow Boys. boys. (laughs) That's our new name. We are the Sleepy Sleepy Hollow Boys and Abby. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you want to be... I'm the horse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, before we get too off track, Uh, the leader of the Sleepy Hollow Boys 90s boy band (laughs) is Brom Bones, their lead singer. (laughs) With the fabulous man bun to go with it. Okay, I got very. I'm gonna actually let them let them. Oh. We broke Adam. We broke Adam. <laughs> Take your time. I'm gonna mute myself because this is 
isn't gonna I'll stop anytime soon. You guys keep going. <laughs> I'm laughing more at how hard Adam is laughing than anything else. We broke Adam. I'm so happy. <laughs> he just silently died. I did want to point out the fact that um, what was his name? The man, the, the, the lead singer, the lead singer, <laughs> the lead singer. <laughs> that um. Braun Bones gave me a lot of, like, Gaston Absolutely. Absolutely prototype Gaston. <laughs> yeah, same character, same stereotype. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to come up with a 90s boy band name for Don't. Gaston. Don't! I will, I will be... You have given me a mission, I hope you know this. <laughs> oh, good. Are we, are we doing band, boy band I wasn't for just for Gaston. Just for Gaston. Just for Gaston. And then if we come up with another really good one. I don't think any of them are going to beat the Sleepy Hollow Boys, though. I, 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 I doubt I, it. I have a name for Gaston and LeFou. Instinct. <laughs> so, Brom Bones comes in riding on his horse, Daredevil. Terrible. And... You learn that they, he specifically, is the guy, the big man in town. He does everything. But Ichabod is so lax and different that everyone is kind of thrown off by him. But they also begin to learn very quickly how superstitious he is. As he begins to walk under a ladder, backtracks, and walks I away. Didn't he uses his cane that. to move a black yeah. cat. I yeah, saw he, him not doing that. But when it brings it up later, it's like everybody knew he was superstitious. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever the plot needs, yeah, I guess. He uses his cane yeah. to keep a black cat from walking in front of him. He like He's he spills salt and throws it behind he, him. But and yeah, behind the, him the, the, the salt thing they only do after they mention it, yeah, like but outright no, they, say it. They but with the ladder in the in the black uh, black cat, that was absolutely set up. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Also, and the whole time he was doing that, he had his face mm -hmm. in a book. So also, I want to point out. That this man, for how tall he is, has the smallest head and biggest ears and nose. His proportions scare me. How it she was... finds him attractive, I will never know. I know. Because it was it's like... bizarre. Ugh. He's, he's, he's a kind of creepy looking guy. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't love his proportions. No. I love the comparisons between him and a bird. <laughs> and the bird, the crane. Yeah. 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 Get Very it. clever. Ichabod Crane. Huh. Also, and you learn huge. that Ichabod. <laughs> well, one of the lines in are the song, Ichabod, are, are, are they shovels or feet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't get why women were swooning over this man. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah, but he must have been exuding fallen, raw charisma. <laughs> I guess. He was exuding something. He, he, but, he um, food. That's That's... Most of what he I got out of him. Obsessed with food. He was hashtag relatable. Obsessed with food. I think this is this is for you three. When we were watching this, my wife Madeline looked at me and said, "If I was on the podcast, I would most definitely be cast as Ichabod." <laughs> she's a she's a big foodie. She, <laughs> she loves food. So. Same. Love it. <laughs> I think we're all big foodies here. Yeah, we're a big foodie family. But I thought it was pretty funny. He like kept a journal of whose house he was eating at each night and what they were serving and if it was good or not. Uh, that was funny. It's just hot mess, man. And we learned that he also teaches singing lessons <laughs> on the side. That was a scene. I love that. It's pretty love good. When Brom got the dog to bark and Ichabod is like, "Is that me?" Like looking in his jacket, <laughs> and his to hat, figure trying to figure out, out where the sound came from. That was funny. That was good. <laughs> 
And then we have another song about Katrina, the daughter of the owner of the most wealthy farm in the county, this, the Van Tassel farm. This whole thing made me uncomfortable. They said she was plump as a partridge. In only specific areas. To our listeners, <laughs> I would recommend not complimenting your female counterpart with that. Nah, that's my new, that's think... my new opener. That's my new, uh, that's my yeah. new <laughs> Hey, girl, you plump as a partridge. <laughs> Maybe this is why I'm single. Yeah. You think? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think any 21st century women would appreciate. I will. I will get. Partridge. I will get. Well, Abby, yes. would you be? Would you appreciate it if a man said you're plump as a partridge? I would first of all be very confused. Yeah. I'd be like, what? What? I don't even know what that means. What about what? I'll try it out and get it back. To, I'll, 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 I'll get back to you guys. In a pear tree. <laughs> you're plump as a partridge, but where's my pear tree? Business days. I'm gonna stop now. I'm sorry. Where's my water buffalo? Uh, and water buffalo. Katrina <laughs> is yeah. She yeah. was she was the most beautiful and curvy female in the in Sleepy Hollow. Um, to put it in a G-rated term. I'm so sorry for the editing that you will have to do. That is okay. I have to do a lot of editing on every episode, so it doesn't bother. Except me. for all those gaps. Okay, we're not talking. Are we about um, to fight? Are we about to fight, Abby? <laughs> I'm always critiquing him after listening to podcasts. Hey, she you could have done this. He's like, Abby, just let me. Just <laughs> she listens to the episodes and be like, you didn't cut this out. You forgot to do this. There's a big space. I definitely there. don't like, mention that okay. to myself. <laughs> I work a full time job while trying to edit. Okay, I'm... you do great. We're not. We're not saying <laughs> you don't do great. Here, like, my plate is full. Like, Give me a break. The fact that we notice gaps like <laughs> the fact that we notice gaps like that means that you usually do amazing. Good save. <laughs> Thanks, <Al>. Good save. <laughs> usually. Okay. Okay. Um, continuing Aaron, you on. <laughs> so when Katrina comes in, we learn that Brahm has a thing for her, but then Ichabod thinks she's pretty, but also is thinking of the money that Ichabod would come is with marrying her. Digger. He's definitely a gold digger. <laughs> He's thinking of the money and the food. You can't tell oh, me. You can't yeah. tell me half the people there are not also gold digging. Oh, you absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, most people are. One thing that I heard another podcast talk about about the main three characters in this short is how none of them are altruistic. Like, they all have their motives. Oh, yeah. Brom wants her because he is the biggest guy in town and wants to remain that and wants to prove to Ichabod that he's the biggest yeah, guy he's, in town. Yeah, he's gassed on. wants to be Ichabod. He's the, the, the manliest guy and wants the prettiest girl. Exactly. Ichabod, his best. motive is that, yes, he thinks Katrina is beautiful, but he wants the money that comes with the farm as well because he knows that someday... Katrina's dad is not going to be there anymore, and someone has to take over the farm. And Katrina is not perfect herself because she willingly is pitting Brahm and Ichabod oh, yeah. against each oh, 100%. other. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Just for the just for the heck of it, she's enjoying the. And I just think that's really interesting she seeing the dynamic the power of all she their has motives. Over men. Yes, yes. So it's it's just really cool to see those different motives in play. Um, but they fight over Katrina, Ichabod, and Brahm do. There's this fun scene in the school where Ichabod has the book propped up with gloves, and the kids are all running wild, but he's just leaning against the the wall behind the book, daydreaming. Yeah. I thought that was pretty clever. Um, 
I'm sure that's what all teachers wish they could do. <laughs> and then Ichabod is invited by Katrina herself to the Van Tassel <clears throat> Halloween party. And I'm, I'm just kind of glazing over a lot of minor parts. Cause it's a lot a of, of minor just, parts. Yeah, There's a lot of minor parts and a lot of just small stuff of the feud between Brahm and Ichabod that isn't really worth noting. It's fun. I like um, it. I, I think it's all pretty funny. It's fun to watch, but it's not, not super it's easy to talk about. It's a lot of visual about. gags. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. not so easy to describe. <laughs> so we end up at the Halloween party, and this is the most Halloween-y, autumn-y part of it the movie. It is a harvest awesome. festival. I love, it's great. I yes. love the vibe of it. It is oh, wonderful. I love it. And they are dancing around. Oh and boy! <laughs> Kat- Katrina and Brom are uh, Katrina and Ichabod, excuse me, are wonderfully dancing. Brom tries to cut in a couple times. We have our honorable mention, Pouty Princess. Pouty Princess, Brom. because he's upset that Katrina's not dancing with him. And then we have Abby's character as Brom tries to use <laughs> this very excitable woman to cut in, but she's I love way how too the happy. The second he like show- gave her attention, she just she's shoots fired. up and just. Oh! She was <laughs> she's not dancing. She is. Vibrating, she is so She's excited. hovering. Just oh, he locks her in a closet. Some kind of attack. <laughs> he locks her in a closet, <laughs> and then she's short enough that it's one of the doors that has the top opening and the bottom opening, and she just opens the bottom opening and walks right through because she's short. And then he ends up because uh, he was trying to get Ichabod to fall in the trap door, and Ichabod does it. He ends up shoving her down the trap door and closing it. Poor lady. I'm sorry. I forgot about all that when I cast you as her. I was just thinking of the hyperactivity. It's fine. (laughs) Um, And then they end up having story time, and Ichabod has this gigantic plate full of food, because it's Ichabod. Why wouldn't he? And remembering his his superstitious nature, Brahm tells the tale of the Headless Horseman via the song, The Headless Horseman. Quite a bop. And it's... It is quite a bomb. There are parts of this song that I... There there are parts of this song that I'm actually very familiar with because there was a YouTuber that I followed, um, Thomas Sanders, for anyone who knows. And he did this... He did a Disney villains mashup for Halloween. And he included two parts of the song in there. And I was like... Because I didn't know where it was from at first. I know the mashup you're talking about. I never recognized these, these lines in there. Yeah, it was the one of them was the beware, take care, he rides alone. And the second one was um, like he'll show him that he can get ahead or something like that. It was it was cool. Huh. It worked really well. I just didn't know where it was from. So when I heard that, I was like, oh, that's it. She said, "That's where it's from." <laughs> I need to go listen yeah. to that again. But um, Ichabod is totally and utterly freaked out, and ends up putting so much pepper on his boiled egg that he breathes fire. Which was just a very random visual moment, but it was fun. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, basically what Brahm says is that there's a headless horseman who chases people on Halloween night. And if you can get over the bridge out of the hollow, you'll be safe. And then, of course, Ichabod rides as slowly as possible back home while being terrified. And he starts hearing things... Uh, the cattails thumping on the log that sound like hooves. Uh, birds chirping, frogs croaking, and crickets. Cricketing. It's essentially the scene for Snow White where she's scared of the woods. It's essentially that. 
Yes, it is. Like, look like yeah. hands but a lot of it is sound because the frogs croaking and the birds chirping sound like he's coming and Ichabod mm-hmm. and Headless and a couple other things. That it's a lot of it's, like, sound. It's very clever. I really, I really like it how they it do really that. It really works. It really works. Um, that horse was kind of irritating me. Old gunpowder. I was like, bro, go faster. Speed up a little Come bit. Come on, horse. He sped up when it counted, though, when they were being chased. But then the headless horseman starts chasing Ichabod. And, of course, some hilarity ensues. Ichabod ends up on the back of the headless horseman's horse at one point because he flipped around a tree branch. Um, he ends up looking down the collar of the headless horseman to see what I assume is nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and just as he's crossing the bridge, the headless horseman throws a pumpkin, the pumpkin head that was on fire, and then we cut to the next morning, and all you see is Ichabod's hat and a shattered pumpkin on the ground with hoof prints. And basically, the story is left up to your own interpretation. Brahm and Katrina get married. Some people say that Ichabod married a woman and had lots of kids, and it was a woman who knew how to cook. In like an outside town. And very far away. But others believe that Ichabod was whisked away by the headless horseman that night. And then... I like it, that they didn't have an actual clear ending. And they then it said, shows the headless like, horseman again. It could be one, again. it could be the other. Yeah. It shows the headless horseman again. Bing Crosman says, man, I'm out of here. <laughs> and then it's over. And I did hear one theory that Brom Bones was the headless horseman. That was horseman, actually what I was so. about to bring up. I, so, it makes more narrative sense for Brom to be the headless horseman. Yeah. Because they never confirmed it one way or the other, I think... It's a little weaker. When Brahm's like, I'll play to his fears. I know he's superstitious. Sings the song and then does nothing. Like, you're going to spook him. Well, that's one of the other things that's left to your interpretation, like the ending. is Was it Brahm? Was it I don't actual think headless it could have been Brahm because he looked down. He looked in his yeah, that's He would have seen like, down. hey, wait, hold on. And, and, and been able to see it was Brahm. Or like, because like that's... It's, Brom did nothing, in my opinion. It's like, it, there's no need for the song if it's going to happen. Or there's no need for Brom to sing the song that he is trying to spook him with if he's not like, I'm going to do the, 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 the Headless Horseman is just, is just an actual entity. And he would have, it would have done him better, honestly, to not tell him about it. And then him, you know, not expect exactly. it. It was, it was... I don't. I think it should have either been Brom or they should have reworked it to where Brom didn't do that. Hmm. I think in most versions of the Legend of Sleepy Hollow, um, I think the Brom character, like the rival person, it is the the headless horseman. I think they usually make it more clear because he's trying to either kill Ichabod or scare him out of town. Um. Yeah, uh, in this one, yeah, no, there's no indication that that Brom is actually the headless horseman, other than the fact that I think like the sword that he's using and swinging at Ichabod is the same sword knife or whatever he was using to like cut fruit or whatever during the song. And the headless horseman's horse does look very similar to Brom's horse. Okay. Yeah. See, and that would have made but more he also sense throwing if they were like okay, fire pumpkins. I don't yeah, no, know. Like, there, there's like little hints. Unless a lot of it was Ichabod's imagination because of how superstitious and fearful and he I was. And I can believe that if he hadn't looked in his uh, in the in the head hole. 
down down the yeah exactly. The and I think that if it was, if there actually was a headless horseman, though, which I mean, the, it seems like that's what they were indicating, like it actually was him, like the like the the, the thing, I guess. I don't know. I feel like they kind of just pulled it out of nowhere. Like I get that that was exactly. a legend of Sleepy Hollow, but it should have been like it should have been people whispering about it the entire time, like talking about, oh, you know, there was another sighting of him, someone, you know, disappeared last year or something, like just talking about it, how it was a legend of this town and how it was creepy, not just Brom saying, oh, hey, I'm gonna scare this dude. This is a why thing, is the schoolmaster so, why is the schoolmaster position open? Because he was taken by the headless horseman. This it, other it, person taken by the headless horseman. You can work with that. You have to seed this in and yeah, not be yeah. a slice of life romantic, you know. Oh, who's going to get the, the girl? Demon! I think that's why that was one of my issues with this one. Why I didn't like it as much. Because it had a lot of potential to do some really good stuff with the legend and the headless horseman. But it was mostly just about two rivals against this one girl. And it was just all happy-go-lucky stuff. Adam, what you said about The Wind in the Willows feeling like three separate segments, that's what I felt about this. I will 100% one. agree. I still loved it because I just loved the story, yeah. and I, it's it's a good classic one for me, but I felt like this was more segmented than Wind in the Willows would have been because it's like you have the schoolmaster segment, the romance segment, and the headless I would, segment. I would... I agree, but also disagree. I agree it does feel segmented. I think the only part, the only time it feels segmented is with the Headless Horseman. Because I yeah. feel like the, the Schoolmaster and Romance segment intertwine fairly Those well. Those work pretty they well intertwine, together. They intertwine yeah, fairly well. Yeah, I can well. see that. And because the, uh, the Headless Horseman is in the last, like, two minutes, it doesn't bother me as much. Right. I will I will definitely agree I, I think... that, I, but, uh, that it does also feel segmented. And if, if, I think because it's not a full length movie it's just like a, a short in 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 this uh, package film it's a little more forgivable um, because if it was like a full length movie it would definitely have to be seated in have some uh, elements of like fear and and horror and stuff earlier on to seed through so that it's not just all of a sudden right here at the end it's like a completely different ooh ghost thing Ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, yeah. I think, legend. well, this was never intended, this was always intended just to be a short. Yeah. Uh, when in the Willows was actually originally slated to be a full-length movie, and they had started production the same time that Fantasia was in production and Dumbo and Mandy oh, were. Oh, okay. Um, I forgot to talk about that during stats, but I did read about that. I just totally forgot about it. It was supposed to be a full-length movie, and then it got put off because of production stuff they needed to finish the stuff that they had already started with, like, Dumbo and Bambi. And then it got picked up again, but then the war happened. Mm -hmm. And then after the war ended, it finally got picked up again, but then they had to cut it down to be a short, and that's when it was planned on being put with uh, Legend of Happy Valley, like we talked about in Fun and Fancy mm -hmm. Free. And, that, and then that's probably why it feels so segmented, is because they had to cut stuff out in between yeah. it. Cause, yeah, they had to I, cut I think, that one out. I but this one was never intended to be a full-length And movie. I think this okay. one works better as a short. Absolutely. Had they tweaked a little they bit. They just needed... Had they sprinkled a couple things about the Headless Horseman throughout the rest of the short, I think it would have worked I fine. I still think it could have worked. As, like, lead-ups to worked it. fine but... had it just revealed to Ben Brom. Oh, he made up a ghost story yeah. that everyone, like, yeah, no, this is fun. This is great. But Ichabod's freaking out. He knew it would. He is then going to try to chase Ichabod, never intentionally kill, or kill. I don't care. 
but get Ichabod out. Adam, listen. And again, (laughs) really, so much of this can be avoided because you can just theorize and sum up on and summarize on your own that the headless horseman was Brom. Again, if Ichabod hadn't looked down into the chest cavity and seen, no, there is no Unless, head, there's nobody in there. Especially with it giving the the epilogue of Brom and Katrina got married. That mm-hmm. ma- it lends to that, like, yeah, because this was this was Brom's plan all along. But, yeah, um, I, I get... It's that one little moment kind of ruins I get it. why they did it, because it's supposed to be silly. He looks in and is like, oh my goodness! And you could theorize that it's because his, uh, all his sensory is just everywhere. It's right now, dark. Maybe he like couldn't see fear. anything. But... It's dark. Maybe he couldn't see. Maybe Brom is very good at costuming and made it look like there's nothing there. I don't know. Had Brom but... made costumes earlier in the movie and been like, right? yes, because I've, I, I specialize in making scarecrows. This one has no head. <laughs> right, yeah. So, but Something. I, I need, get I trying need to make one a joke, more but thing. Because they did that, it makes it really weird if that was Brom. It's like, then how, how, how did you hide It seems your head? like they're, yeah, yeah, it seems like they're trying to make it, like, trying to put the point across that there was a headless horseman. He either escaped or was killed. And that's all that we know, but it's like there, there was nothing alluding to the headless horseman. There was nothing leading up to it. And, like, it was just pulled out of thin air. Yeah, which I can. Uh, either way, yeah. I mean, it's it's it it works honestly. Still, like it's still a great short. And in the song, I think it mentions that the headless horseman only appears on like Halloween night, and so that would be why yeah. it didn't appear sooner. I can I can forgive that. It's still it, it's you still a little more. weird that it doesn't you pop up to like the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you still it, it it could have used a little bit more, but I'm willing to give it a bit more of a pass. Because it's a short. And especially because he's a school teacher, you could easily have him seating in now. While we may be excited for Halloween, all the goodies we'll get. Remember, dear, uh, this place you can't go. There's the Headless Horseman, if he's real or not. Or anything like that. Like, you can, yeah. you can seat it in so much better. Yeah, but... Either way, that is The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Um... Praise the Lord. We, we are, are done, done with the package films. But before we wrap up, I oh. want to go through some favorites and least favorites. So, let's start with our favorite character. And we're not going to do in each segment. We're just going to okay. do overall. Just for the whole movie. Um, Andrew. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. I don't know. I forgot to think about this. Um... <laughs> favorite character i think is i think it's mole he's just cute and adorable he's so sweet he's precious precious. yeah he's precious mr mole he's a sweetheart i love him he feels he's a nice that doesn't feel a lot of that world is a little more cynical like a lot of people are like while toad is all happy go lucky he's also viewed as kind of crazy and everybody else is, is much more down to earth and a little more stuffy, and so him being nice should feel a little disjointed. But he's just he just he comes across as very sweet in a world that is not, and I really mm-hmm. like that. He's very genuine. Mm-hmm. Mm, exactly. Yeah, Abby. I'm conflicted between either Mr. Mole because of course 
of just what they said, of course. Mr. Mole. And also, um, I keep forgetting the name, Toad's Horse. Cyril. Cyril. I just thought, I thought he was so he fun. Was and just the fact that he was like, he was willing to, he was breaking him out of jail. He was fighting for him in court. And he was, it was just. Well, Cyril's my him. favorite because of the way that he trots around and just his whole personality's mm-hmm. fun. So <laughs> that helps you at all in any way. Sure, I'll say Cyril. Okay, cool. So we have. Two moles, two cereals. <laughs> um, favorite song? And Drew again. We're just going to keep starting from the, the top. Song. That, that was such a good song. It's Bop very catchy. Hatch. It's got such a great beat. It, it really... For the lack of seeding in of the Headless Horseman in this, uh, in this short, it, it seeds it in plenty. <laughs> quite a lot right before it happens mm-hmm. it needed it a little more throughout the the short but it's yeah. it's a, it did a great job of just explaining the headless horseman and really spooking ichabod and it's just a good time is that yours no, as well Adam? mine is merrily on our way i i uh, love the harmony between that was a two good one on that, like oh, yeah. you know the note it's great it's fun it's bouncy it's energetic i think Headless Horseman may be a better song. I like um, I like Nowhere in particular or On Our Way, Merrily, whatever I just called it. Um, <laughs> I like it better, partially for nostalgia. It, we grew up with it on a sing along, but also because it was it, it, the harmonies were great. Yeah, see, I feel kind of the same way, but about the song Ichabod. I just have just the, the line. He's the new schoolmaster. What's his name? Ichabod, Ichabod Crane. That is so nostalgic for me that even though I agree Headless Horseman is a better song, it is probably the best song in the movie. My favorite song is Ichabod because of nostalgia. And I just, I love Bing Crosby's voice so much. And that is like pinnacle Bing Crosby mm-hmm. tone in that song. Yeah. I was going to say The Headless Horseman. Yeah. Okay. Because everything Andrew said and Liam, what you said, Bing Crosby. You cannot go wrong with Bing Crosby. It's definitely the best song in the film, but I'm glad that me and Adam were able to give some shout-outs to the others. All songs in this were great. Yeah. Yeah, they really were. (laughs) Um, Oh, oh. I meant to say my favorite song was Old Lang Syne. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so favorite character. Um, We already did that. We already already did did that. that. Never mind. I was Heck, just gonna say you, you gotta love the the smooth uh, richness of Bing Crosby's voice. It it's it's so great. wonderful, so wonderful. Um, favorite moment in the movie, Andrew. Oh gosh, I don't know. You may have to come back to me. I'm um. I'm also thinking. Give me a uh, let's see. Go ahead, it's, skip me too. Uh, right. hold, on, hold on, it's. Probably, the least you could do. Is I had everything else prepared. <laughs> Moment is the one that you. It, it, sometimes you do it. Sometimes you don't. I don't know what to prepare for it. <laughs> it's okay. I'm. I. I forgot to think okay. about it too. So I, I think fine. my favorite just... would be uh, whenever some of the like quote unquote fights between Ichabod and um, Brom. They're like, especially with Brom trying to get the the leg up on Ichabod. It almost, it's almost a Tom and Jerry situation yeah. where he's trying to get the leg up on him, and he, and Ichabod just does one small thing to kind of ruin it all. It's, mm-hmm. I, I think those are a lot of fun. Yeah. My favorite moment 
is probably cliche, but it is the Headless Horseman chase. It, it just feels like classic Disney suspense. Like, I, I honestly, I'd seen it before, but I felt kind of tense watching it because it's just like, I heard someone describe that scene and that segment as an intro to horror movies for someone. <laughs> like, someone was like, that's, that's a good baby step into horror for someone. And like, yeah. I guess I could kind of see that because it's definitely intense for a Disney, like, villain moment. Because there's, like, in the chase, I don't think there's any background music. It's just, like, the chase. But it just, it's... I think I my only problem with so it, wonderful. it goes just a little too long. And it gets a little yeah, too... I agree. Looney Tunes slapstick at times. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, Either Abby or Andrew, one of you's got to go. I was waiting on Aaron saying, "Okay, Abby, next." I don't always have to say, "Okay, next." You do. You're you're the you're the hopefully humble host. We've done this enough times. I figured one of y'all would just start going. (laughs) Um, I think my favorite part is the dancing scene at um, the party or like the little festival that they do. That's good. Because it was it's just really fun seeing Ichabod dance so effortlessly just the way he does and also just the interactions between Brom and the and really <laughs> excitable woman and just all of that. I that thought was, it was really was entertaining. Fun. I don't think it went on too long either. I just Yeah, no, it was, but because yeah, it was, was it, was it was supposed sure. to be more Looney Tunes-esque, it felt like, like it it kept it fresh. Yeah. It was yeah. purely just blissful and entertaining in my opinion so Andrew is that good Abby that was great thanks (laughs) Uh, I think I'm gonna go one of the moments that really stuck out to me that really kind of made me laugh was when um, uh, Ichabod like walked um, what was her name Katrina. Katrina Walked her home to her house or whatever, and he's going to leave, and Brom is just standing outside, ready to pummel him, and he goes right back in, and she gives right he, back she, in. She gives him a, uh, or he grabs her some flowers, and she like gives him one, and he starts kissing the flower, and Brom hears kissing from outside and thinks that he's kissing Cat, Cat, uh, uh, Katrina. Katrina. My gosh, I cannot remember her name. She's so forgettable. <laughs> um, he, he thinks that Ichabod is kissing Katrina, and he's just, like, heartbroken. <laughs> we didn't mention one. any scenes from Mr. Toad. For our favorite moments, no. Dang. <laughs> um, I liked it better overall. Just There was just more memorable scenes. There's more memorable that. moments in Ichabod. Um, I'm trying to think. We've done... Least favorite moments. I'm pretty sure we've done least favorite character before. Maybe. Maybe. But I think we've... Have we done least favorite song before? I don't know. I'm going to ask we don't do it on this one. Because I cannot pick. Okay, that's fine. I I can. Um, Let's do... Let's just do... Yeah, Yeah. that one. That's a good one. Um, (laughs) Whatever it is. Let's just do least favorite moments episode adam you could probably pull this one out i hate that you're right least favorite um (laughs) toad whenever toad's in the uh 
in jail, like, kind of crying and being like, I promise I'll change my ways, and then immediately doesn't. I get that that's the bit, <laughs> but it's also like, that, then why is, we spent a, we spent a little too long on that. It wasn't super long, but it was also like, that, that meant nothing, okay. Thought, thought we were gonna have some character development and growth, which he does end up getting, but it's like, nah, not here. Not after the consequences of his actions hit him. Abby? I think my least favorite part is probably when Katrina is first introduced and it's just her doing random crap and all these guys are following her for like five minutes. I thought you were going to say the Miley Cyrus part. Yeah! That would have been favorite. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. And it was Selena Gomez. <laughs> it was Sia. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I got you, Abby. We're funny. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, we're that's funny. actually also my least favorite part, Abby, that I agree with you is the part where Katrina was first introduced. It just didn't entice me in any way. I was just like, yeah, okay, yeah, same. On? I was just like, get, get back to the Ichabod, get to the Ichabod and Brom contest. Let's go. <laughs> right, right. Um, Cool. Well, that would be our favorites and least favorites. Nobody come for me, but I have not checked for emails, so I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh, we forgot. Favorite characters are the um, the Sleepy Hollow Boys. <laughs> the Sleepy Hollow You're Boys. absolutely right. The Sleepy Hollow Boys. Oh, my gosh. We need, okay, we need merch of that. We need Sleepy Hollow Boys merch. Yes. One, one moment I forgot that I want to give a shout-out, because it was up there with my favorites, was when they lock Toad in his room, and after, like, 30 seconds, Mole is like, I think he's been in there long enough. It's fine. And Rat's like, sit back down. <laughs> Mole <laughs> is too precious so for this precious. world. Um, okay, so, if you want to help us, and you listen on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a written review because that is how people find us. And if you listen on Spotify or any other place, like us, and I think you can still leave like a up to a five star of a rating. Um, Please do that because that will help us reach other people. Um, We don't have any reviews to read today, which is totally fine. If you would like to leave us a review, we would love to read that on the podcast just to hear feedback and such. Um, We also have an email address we don't have an email to read today but if you want to ask us any questions or um tell us your opinion on a movie that we've covered or whatever you just want to tell us a story about a nostalgic memory you have of the fox and the hound i don't i don't care please send us an email we love it we've if you've listened to some of our previous episodes we read our emails on the podcast and we love them we love hearing from you guys. And if you don't want it read on um, there, just please let us know in the email, and we will not read it. And that's totally Absolutely. fine. We just still want to hear from you. Um, but our email address is distractedqoc at gmail.com. QOC as in Quartet of Chaos. And that's all lowercase, no spaces. None of that fancy jazz. Um, and that is all the plug stuff that I have to deal with all of our business. Um so please be in contact with us we would love to hear from you Um, if you've been following along with us and watching the movies with us which if you have especially in this hard time of the package film decade bless you for doing so but also 
Congratulations. We don't have to watch any more package films. You have made it through it as much as we have. Our next... Wait, we never did overall ratings. And <gasps> I oh thought you were saving. I, I thought you were saving that. <laughs> I am an idiot. Okay, uh, no, I just totally forgot. We're just, just so ready to we be are, done. This is this is. I'm just oh so my gosh, excited. This is chaos. Okay, Andrew, give me your final thoughts and your ranking on the Adventures of Ichabod Keep and Mr. Keep it Tattoo. minimum five words. <laughs> no. I will be as eloquent as I can be, and as many words as possible. Uh, no, <laughs> um, I I really enjoyed this one. This is my kind of uh, Disney. Like it's it's kind of right up my alley. There wasn't anything I really had much of a problem with, and it like it, it's it's not the best Disney has to offer. Um, but we're also getting out of the package films which bumps this one up a little bit uh so i i, I had a overall a really fun time with it both uh mr toad and ichabod really fun characters really fun shorts i'm giving this a seven out of ten wow nice adam i had more problems with this i uh i i thought it was fine overall and maybe because, like with Fun and Fancy Furry, because it was actual story-based content and it wasn't just like a, uh, a collection of songs, I held it to a higher standard. And it was fine. It did pretty good. Like I said, it felt very disjointed and unfocused a lot. And overall, I think it had a bit of a problem with... Uh, a bit of the same problem as Saludos Amigos, where it had a lot of potential that it didn't necessarily live up to. Yeah. Overall, I thought it was okay. I'm, I'm giving it a, uh, a 5 out of 10. Awesome. Abigail? To put it simply, like very For short, a second, sweet. I thought she I was just it. saying a 2 out of 10, just right off the bat. Just 2, and that's <laughs> it. And I was just like, wow! Oh my <laughs> gosh! interrupt no, you, Abby. No, no. It just that, that threw me off for a second. Was merely a brain pause. <laughs> um, but like I said, to put it simply, I liked it. It was entertaining. Um, it had a lot of potential that I didn't deliver. So uh, I'm going to give it a five also. Wonderful. I very much enjoyed this one. Um, I Every time that I watch this movie, I'm pleased. I enjoy it. Um, I'm just grateful to be done with package films. Holy Keeping the energy up on these package film episodes has just not been easy. So, <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, I enjoyed it, and this is definitely something I will be watching again in the future. Mm -hmm. The rest of the package films, I could probably say I've watched it once and I'm good. But this one, I feel like I could confidently come back to around Halloween and be cool with it. Um, so I'm going to give this a six. Okay. I'd probably watch Melody Time uh, again. That one was really good. That was good. It was a good one. Um, so that is two fives, a six, and a seven, which gives us a total of 23 out of 40. Wow, that was quick math. Look at me. Look at you. Look at me. <laughs> um, so that's top middle of the pack so far of what we've watched. Um, now I can do closing stuff. <laughs> So that has been The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. If you have been 
keeping up with us and watching along with us, then your homework for next time is Cinderella. Yes! We get to watch an actual movie. I am so excited because I love Cinderella as it is. And... I'm very scared. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm i very... I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Don't get your hopes too high. Don't get your hopes too high. It's still early Disney. I, know I like the movie, so I am excited. Fair. I haven't watched... I haven't watched it critically ever and didn't like it as a kid because yeah. princess movie, so I'm I'm like, I, I want to... I'm very curious and a little nervous. That's fair. As you may have noticed, this episode is coming fairly quickly after our Melody Time episode, but that's only because our Melody Time episode came out a week later than we normally release things. Um, but we are going to be doing our Cinderella episode probably about a week early, A, because, well, entirely just because we're celebrating. <laughs> we're excited to be doing a normal movie, so we're jumping on it. Woo! So if you are watching the movies along with us, um, you don't have as much time as you normally would to watch it. Uh, but that's okay, because we're, we're ready. So and also the next one should be in person because that, that one I think we're uh, yes. all going to be together. Yes, yes. That is, for that. which is another reason why we're going to be doing it earlier than we normally would in schedule because we have an opportunity to be in person and we want to go ahead and take that because we'll get to celebrate yeah. our first post package film movie. So we figured what better way to any, celebrate than in person? Any chance we have to record in person, mm -hmm. we're going to take if we can. <laughs> oh, absolutely, mm -hmm. absolutely. So. Uh, that will be coming to you before too terribly long. We are so excited. So excited. Like, I'm going to go celebrate right now and take a hot nap. I need to play, like, Pump and Circumstance. <laughs> we need to play it right now. We've graduated. We're done with the package. <laughs> it's back. It's Editing Aaron. Editing Aaron. Put it in. Put, uh, play Pump and Circumstance. It is royalty-free. There you go. Ooh, okay. um, so that... This is the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. We are the Distracted Quartet of Chaos. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, thanks, you three, once again, for coming along and recording Always. with me. I do what I can. And we cannot wait to throw another episode towards y'all. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Try not to get too distracted. We probably will. We most definitely will. Absolutely. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Sleepy Hollow Boys out. The Distracted Podcast is inspired by Disorder, every Disney film, which is a part of the Real Fans for Real Movies network. However, we are not affiliated with this network. We simply liked the idea. Distracted Quartet of Chaos is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, and our opinions should not be associated as such.